0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal De Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Mind
1: Pump will impregnate your mind. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Who you're here it with. could happen with if Adam Schaefer, especially,
1: yeah. especially Sal Distefano, jizz in your brain sometimes. <laughs> Justin Andrews, well, let's in your face. See. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the spin. Doug. <laughs> Buy me a drink, spinner.
0: <laughs> yes. What are we talking about right now? It's it's Q and A time. Oh, I love Q and A. Justin, hit the song. Go.
1: Q and A. It's so great. <laughs> Q-N-A
0: <laughs> Yes! Uh, I like how you just boom. It's a tangent. Really? Yeah, it's yeah, good stuff. Alright, right, the first question comes from Special K underscore Fit. Oh, I know who that is. Who is it? Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Kelly. How, how you doing, Kelly? fit Kelly's question is, Adam, how long is your... Pe-? No, that's not the question she was asking. Let's be <laughs> serious now. The question is, how accurate is bioimpedance uh, for body fat testing?
2: I'm gonna let you guys answer that first. Bio. So
0: there's uh, there's a few different ways you can get your body fat tested. Uh, the a few, there's
1: dunk tank. So we're talking about hydrostatic way, uh,
0: w- right? Yep. That's one. You get option. weighed underwater, which is how? What is that like? People people have no idea. Well, what Well, like. so exactly the, the same thing is, a lot of
1: people don't understand that as you are immersed into the water, you must exhale every last bit of oxygen out of your lungs and it fucking sucks and it sucks I it feels like you're you're, you're doing your con yeah your body's fighting it right because it's like you're not supposed to do that
0: no i did it once and i was like this sucks yeah but yeah you go underwater you blow every i mean just right now, just blow every bit of blow air out of your lungs. Every Aquaman, and they, you can find. yeah, and they tell you, oh, you need to blow out more air. Keep pushing, keep what you like. There's nothing left. I'm gonna freaking. What do you want me to do? Fart like there's it's nothing right. left inside my body. you guys, right. find, you, guys find, you
2: guys find it weird and hard. I, I don't. You didn't you uh, play teacups when you were a kid in at the bottom of the pool where you let all your air out and you sink to the bottom of the pool and you sit there at the bottom of the pool and. And you have like a tea party with you and your teacups. Yeah, you played teacups with that's your friends. You call bro, them? I had I had fucking little sisters, bro. I had to do some uh, shit. Right, right. yeah. That good. explains it. You guys didn't
1: do that stuff. No, no, just me, yeah, just me. Yeah. Huh? More like Marco Polo, and uh, I'm gonna wrestle and tackle you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> brothers. That's about it. Brothers. I <laughs> I chicken, play, chicken. Yeah. We play a lot of chicken. I didn't
0: play teacups. Yeah, uh, play teacups. <laughs> so so we have the nails. We have underwater weighing, and then there's the calipers. That's where they test you with skinfold, skinfold testing. Which is what you're m- most likely going to have a trainer do for you because it's easy, it's fast, it's right there. Um, then there's electric impedance or bio impedance. Well, th- also, there's what's that one called
1: again where you're, oh, the bod pod. Oh, so, um, there, yeah, there's, that's also an option, which is pretty pretty similar as far as accuracy goes, right?
0: Well, I'm not With quite. With the uh, dunk tank. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, that's what they say, but uh, really, here's the deal when you get your body fat tested, they're all. But underwater weighing apparently is supposed to be the most accurate, but they're all pretty general. They're really the only way to know how much body fat's on your yeah. body is to kill you and take your and body fat off. and Carve it off it. your body. That's really the only way. <laughs> what you really want in a body fat test, this is what you want, is you want, you don't want necessarily accuracy because it's never going to be totally accurate. Consistency. Consistency. You yes. want to be able to test yourself. And if you go up a half percent, you want to be able to, sh- it to show on the test. If you go down a half percent, you want it to be able to show up on a test. You don't want anything to affect that test other than body fat. Okay, Uh, so let's talk
2: about the variables. Yes, let's. And this is the reason why Bod Pod and and the Dung Tank are two of the most accurate ways to do this. Right, Um, and that's because having the the fluctuation of water up and down in water won't make a difference. Right, so that it, it gets negated because you're in a, you're in a, you're in bo- a body of water. Right, mm-hmm. so that and that's a big part. So uh, why I wanted you guys to touch on this first before I bashed the shit out of the bio impedance, um, and, and it's and it's not so much that uh, it, it's not accurate, It doesn't work. It's uh, the inconsistency. And now, it, and, and the leaner you are, the more inconsistent it is. Yeah, exactly. That I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's and, and so. I, I did it just the other day, and uh, I was just And uh, this is the, the nerdy side of me. I just like to I like to mess with shit like this. I like to see if I can manipulate a test. Um, and in forty five minutes, or no, excuse me, an hour, an hour and thirty minutes, um, I uh, built four pounds of muscle.
0: Boom! Dude, you are hulkish. <laughs> Maps yeah. anabolic program.
2: <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> www.mindpower. No, 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 Now, how did that happen,
0: though? Explain how that happened.
2: So, uh, in and out. And well, no, them. this is this is exactly what I did. So, the first time, and the, the reason why I did it was because I was actually really upset from the previous. So, I, I was tested. I tested on it a week before. And I'll, I start to do a lot of these tests as I start to really start to get my diet dialed in for a show because I use it like uh, like we talked about before less of oh am I at five percent ten percent five percent whatever and more like okay where am I at this week and I just changed my program I want to make sure that I'm hanging on to my lean mass I'm not cutting too hard you know and I'm cutting just the right amount I want to see uh, I want to see a nice gradual progress from week to week and so the first couple of weeks I like to see. Uh, these tests so I can kind of get an idea, like make sure that I, I'm I'm zoned in because, uh, you know, and you have a lot of these athletes. I know a lot of uh, competitors like they have their formula each time. Well, you're a moron if you have the same formula each time because your lean body mass is changing your metabol Your, tab- your metabolism is a free flowing thing and, a- and it's either getting worse or better all the time. So. Uh, you What worked for you last time exactly isn't going to work exactly the same this time. So I'm always having to manipulate my my macronutrients and my calorie intake and, and cardio and whatever it is that I'm doing. So anyways, I, I do this test and uh, a week ago it says that I'm uh, 9% and I'm really – remember I was pissed. I, yeah. I, I told you I was fucking so <laughs> He's pissed. that
0: guy that gained a bunch of fat.
2: Yeah, I was really upset because I just came off the mini bulk. And I did this test, and I right before the mini bulk, I was at six percent. So I went from six percent to nine percent in like two weeks. So I put three percent body fat on in two weeks, and it wasn't trying to. And I and I, I went. I, I okay. In all honesty, and I, the, I've shared this before on the earlier podcast. I had two days that I, I I went off a little bit. Like I had some red velvet cake. I had some drinks at a at a birthday party. Uh, but they're talking two days out of out of the those two weeks that I I went off the rails a little bit, and I still trained hard. I still did everything else. Hold on,
1: <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. So I, uh, I I gained this three percent. So I'm so pissed off. So I, okay, I switch gears. Now it's time to get shredded. Getting ready for this show in six weeks. So I go back and I test again. And I've I'm down to eight percent, and I'm like, okay, realistic. You know, I've dropped a percent, and I've been dialed. So okay, I'm probably on the right pace. Well, then I take I do the third time, and the third time I've only dropped like point two, and I'm pissed because I'm even more dialed, even more consistent. I started ramping up my intensity. Well, it said
0: you lost muscle.
2: Well, yeah, and it said I had dropped I had dropped muscle. It showed that I had lost. Uh, so I lost like five pounds on the scale, and it was showing that you know. of it was muscle so nearly half of it so basically my body fat percentage really isn't going to change because if you've Lost five pounds and or I lost six pounds and two point five of it was muscle, so almost half. That's why I lost point two still. I lost a little bit more fat than I did muscle. That's terrible. For right, me. right. That's not what I'm trying to do. Right. You know, what I'm saying I pretty much point two is nothing. So right. uh, that's not a, and especially when you see the scale go down five. So I was really frustrated. Well, we
0: need to explain this
2: because I'm gonna people. Exp- are, I'm well, going to
0: explain why, what, what, why, and
2: how, and how this all played out. Well, well the, the
0: part, the the one part is that how, because um, you're talking about percentage of body fat. If you if you take 50 pounds and you put it on someone who's 150 pounds, that's uh, what is that? That's two, That's uh, what, one third of their body weight, so it's uh, 33% body fat. Mm-hmm. If you take it and you put it on someone who's 250 pounds, it's the same amount of body fat, but it's a lower percentage of fat. And that's what Adam means when he says, yeah. you know, he lost some muscle, did lose some fat, but the percentage of fat. Didn't go down that much because it's a percentage of your overall body weight, which is also, which is
2: also why people can be, this can be very deceiving for somebody who gets excited when they lose five pounds on the scale because you lost five pounds on the scale did not mean you got a better body composition, right? You could have, you could have lost just as much muscle as you did fat, right? And this is very common because when people come out the gates, they cut so hard, they incorporate all kinds of cardio, and then they get so caught up in the scale and they're like, oh, they're just trying to get down. So they're excited. Well, for me and what I do, uh, I mean, it's very it's it's very detailed and I can't, I mean, I work so hard to add the few pounds of muscle, it would be a waste to cut so hard that I lose all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's That's silly. Yeah, I can get shredded right now if I just restricted my calories and half did cardio every single day, but that makes no sense. If I spent this whole off season trying to build this physique and add all this lean body mass. So anyways, back to my story, I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off, but before I get totally pissed off because I I know my body, I know I, I have this shit down to a science. I'm like, I'm not that far off. Like I expected, you know, I expect myself maybe to be somewhat off or, and have to make some sort of adjustments. That's a lot off to have made that much of a mistake. And I'm like bullshit. There's no way. So I'm pissed off. So I'm like, Oh,
0: your text was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's yeah. texting. It, he's like, Whoa, oh, fuck! I lost.
1: Yeah, God, you God. had
0: one of those moments I did over the weekend. That's I did. I must have sent like
1: nine texts to you guys without so, any response. Dude, so, dude, I've been
0: working my ass off. I did, <laughs> I did. it. I did. It.
1: <laughs> I want a different body. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. yeah that, no, no. That's exactly what he yeah. said. He's like, My fucking. I hate my fucking body. Yeah. I lost this much. Dude, and I loved that because like I I was that guy. But yeah, then who, the following. who who was it that tipped you off to the water? Was it me or one no. of us was or no, was it no, you? No. That you just, I, I did it. You I did, did
2: it. I did. I said, you know what? I'm out to prove this test wrong. That's yeah, right. So I said. Yeah, yeah. So, I, right. said, so I said, fuck that. Watch this. I said, yeah. Bit. Watch this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take in some carbs. So I took in about 40 grams of carbohydrates. Some quick. Some quick carbs. And then I pounded a gallon of water. And then I went back and took the test. And I
0: added four pounds of muscle. So it's just to show you how how bioelectric impedance can be right. fucked with simply because of water, water hydration any of that shit
2: and the and the, the way this works and, and this is why it, this is why i had a feeling that this is how it work your your muscle belly and especially for a guy like me i'm a big tall guy i'm 200 plus pounds so I've got big muscle bellies compared to somebody who's 150 pounds. So the the slightest bit of hydration or dehydration or carb depleted or carb loaded in my body will make a big difference in my muscle bellies being filled out, being filled out with carbohydrates and and water. And because I was so flat, that it sh- it made my muscles weigh less. Mm-hmm. By filling my muscles up with water and quite frankly, if I wanted to uh, really have done a good job uh, after I figured it out, like, okay, I should have drank about a half a gallon of water and about 50 grams of carbs and it would have been the perfect ratio. (laughs) <laughs> Which it was kind of nice because it actually gave me that gave me some good inside information on how I should load for a show because that's what I'm trying to do for a show for a show.
0: Ooh, interesting. I'm, I yeah. wonder if bioelectric impedance Loves can be used. There. I wonder if it can be used to help you figure out, like you're saying, like to help people figure out.
2: Oh, it did. It did. It, it did. As much as I want to talk shit about it and say that it's worthless, it's not worthless. It. De- I. It, I learned. It, I learned something about my body uh, that day, just from that, the simple fact that I could go from 200 and, you know, three pounds of lean mass to 207 pounds of lean mass, just by simply adding 30 grams of carbohydrates and a gallon of water. And it showed it showed I actually added fat too, but that's because, like I said, I pounded a gallon plus water. I probably didn't need a gallon plus water about a half gallon or so would have been perfect to have filled out the muscle bellies a little bit a little bit of carbohydrates in there to fill that out. And then that would have gave me that full
1: look. So your presentation uh, on stage might've looked at it's optimal then. Yeah. Right? With that balance, that ratio. Oh yeah. And when I
2: came in, to the kid saw me, like the, there's a kid that works the front desk at where this, where I did this at and he, and he saw me and he was like, Oh my God, you look different already. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I went and loaded up, you know? <laughs> loaded, loaded my body up with water and carbs real quick. And then came back to see if this, if it would manipulate this test and sure as shit it did. So now how could I now those that have a test like this or do utilize this test and like Sal saying the most important thing is consistency. So if you want it to be consistent and show accuracy, then the most ideal thing for me to have done would have get up at first thing in the morning, no no water, no food, no, no nothing in me, and always test that way. Always. Because the moment you get up and you start eating, drinking water, doing right. things like that, it's going to change it. And if you went in the middle of the day and you took this test, You know, on one day after you had two or three meals and you've had X amount of glasses of water and then you come revisit, it could make a huge difference.
0: Yeah. So, I I mean, enough to ruin your day. Yeah. And that being said, I mean, honestly, you don't need expensive equipment. Uh, You body fat calipers work just fine with accuracy. As long as you're consistent. You got to be consistent with your testing. It's tough. Yeah. You got to
1: find somebody who uh, will, you know, be very methodical with that and, and and. Keep to the same type mm-hmm. of spots, and, which is and pull, and, and also, it's really hard to do. Also,
2: why you should always do the same person. the yeah. yeah, same person. Do not sure. go to one. Tr- do not if you go belong to a gym. Do not have one trainer body fat test you one time, and then the next week have another trainer body body fat test you. a yeah, horrible idea. Every trainer pinches differently. You know, some and they all have different techniques. And the
0: leaner you are, the 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 more inaccurate it becomes. Because the, oh, it, yeah. if you go off, if your if your pinch test is one millimeter different. And your twenty five percent body fat, it's not going to show. It's not going to matter. Well, then they have if like, you're five percent body fat, that one millimeter is like 2%. jump shoot yeah, percent. Yeah. the
1: different test sites, right? So if you get the, the more of them, I feel the the better. The
0: more the more right? sites. Not like yeah, like yeah. there's Dernam
1: and Wormsley. Like that's what like three or five site. But yeah, I, yeah, I like to do the, as many sites as possible, well, that's even a if very it's, good point. You know, a little uncomfortable because people carry fat in different places. Oh, I mean, let's just be
0: real.
2: I, for the entire my entire career of getting body fat tested on myself, I, I pinch my buys and my tries, and I never have more than I I'm the same way. Three, my arms three, are ripped three, always. Yeah, yeah, three to three to that's five not, millimeters. That's not like your spots. And then, and my in my my stomach area that that normally fluctuates a little bit. My back though. Boy, I mean, carries I. Carries it. Yeah. Oh, carries all the fat. I a mean, a lot of it,
1: people are, are always surprised by the number I'll give them, you know, for their back. But yeah. Yeah. People carry, you know, fat in their back. People oh. a bit. have it. A lot of fat backs out About, there. Fat, fat backs.
2: My, my legs and my back carry most of the fat in my body. It, it, it takes me till, I mean, I'm probably sitting right around 5% right now. And you still won't see the crazy separation in my
0: legs yet. In oh, my back. my like, legs are shredded. I could be 14% body fat. I know, fat that's why I hate you. you. I know, that's
1: why I can't stand you. It's man. all my stomach, man. That's uh, everywhere. Just want, a mo-
0: <laughs> just want a motorboat yeah. your stomach.
1: All right, next, all right,
0: question. next question. This is from uh, Mitchell D. Cochran. And the question is: uh, This is actually a good question um, because, especially with people doing the program that we're that we have up on the Mind Pump Radio uh, mm. website, mm-hmm. um, Phase One includes doing you know really low reps, uh, like you know like single rep sets. So this guy's asking, what's the best way to warm up for a set where you're doing one rep, mm-hmm. uh, where it's really really heavy? You know, how would you warm up with that? So depends. Well, depends uh, on the muscle group. All right. Well, let's say you're doing a right, but is, is there a general? Would you guys say there's a general way to warm up? You know, for example, if you're going to do a squat, um, I would say one of the one of the if if I were to give you kind of a blanket statement for warming up, yeah, I, I kind of have a, an idea, but go ahead. Well, I would say use do that exercise and ramp it up slowly. So right. if you're going to do a one rep squat, go start, through
1: the full range of motion. Yes, I mean that's the most important thing I could probably voice. Um, but then also any way you can stimulate specific muscles that are going to contribute in the lift is going to be great. Like, so for instance, you know, you mentioned the squat, like I would do some lateral tube walking to really fire those glutes. And so I know that that's going to, uh, I'm going to have that connection going into the lift. Um, and then also, you know, I, range of motion is, is just so crucial that doing the actual exercise itself, you know, and then sort of ramping it up, I get up to maybe like, 60 70 percent something like that and then and then go for it like you don't want to you don't want to keep going up to where you're getting, you're about fatigue and then try and hit your one rep max right so
0: well I, I like i'll give you an example if i'm gonna do a heavy squat um i'll foam roll that's part of my warm-up uh-huh. uh i'll do light dynamic stretching and then i start with 135 i do 135 for two sets usually for 10 reps then i'll go 225 for 10 reps then I'll go 315, usually for 10 reps. And then I start adding weight and I do like two or three reps, but I add like 20 pounds each time. So even though the two reps is easy, mm-hmm. I'm adding 20, two reps, 20, two reps, two, until I get to the real heavy weight where I'm doing two reps. So I, there's actually quite a few sets before right. I'll do my heavy set, but none of them are like work sets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so uh, I, I've,
2: I've uh, I mean, that's for squatting. I, I think it's similar, although I probably would get to my my max sooner than that, that I yeah I that's, feel
1: that's kind of I mean that's kind of individual yeah, preference on some level well,
2: and, and here and let me and this is why I think this is important one of the things so one of the last did we I don't know if we talked about this on Mind Pump if not this is a good topic did we talk about pre-exhausting on, on Mind Pump or is that just us discussing Yeah, exhaust super set super set so um you know, I've been doing a lot of that because it's been a while since so I've done that. That's what I, one of the things I love about all of us getting together talking is, you know, you guys, someone says something that reminds you, God, I haven't done that in a long That's time. That's right. I used yeah. to that all the time and then I go incorporate it into my workouts I was like, oh yeah, that feels amazing, right? So I did the uh, pre-exhaust chest flies before I did bench press but I'll tell you what, I felt was strong as an ox when I got to the bench. I was, you know, because I didn't, I didn't completely exhaust out. What I, I did, I did it like uh, so. I did fifty pound dumbbells and I was doing chest flies for ten reps, which I could do more than that. I wasn't going to failure. Um, and I did four sets, gave myself ample rep rep time, so I had a just a nice subtle pump on my chest, but my tris, sh- shoulders, and everything else, and my my limbs were completely fresh. And for me, the on the chest, uh, the lockout's the hardest part. I, I, you know, taking hmm. my long ass arms for me to lock out and it's normally what keeps me from increasing on my bench and, and getting a great bench workout is not my chest failing. It's me being able to get out that last to finish the rep, you know, from halfway to lockout. Right. So it didn't fatigue my arms, but it got, got really got my chest warmed
1: up. Right. So the triceps stri- aren't really involved as much. with not the at fly, all. So not at all. There you go.
2: Not, not at all. So when I went into, when I, I went straight to incline right away. And, uh, you know, I started right out the right out the bat with 225, worked my up to weight to 275 and then 315 on incline. And, you know, for me, that's that's really good weight for me to hit that on that. And that was and I felt amazing. dude. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I find doing doing an exercise, doing an exercise that whatever whatever the prime mover is in that. So maybe your glutes. Mm
1: -hmm. So if your prime mover... That's kind of what I was... Yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're really describing a lot of why I brought that up as far as the tube walking and stuff like that. Yeah, for me. So I I find warming up
2: the prime mover in whatever whatever compound movement or whatever you're doing... and just warming it up good and getting a, a, just a slight pump, not not exhausting it at all before you go hit that big movement really helps me. I noticed a big difference. You know,
0: I'm glad you guys brought that up because when you look at people's workouts when they're doing a body part, it always they end it. They always end the workout with what they call finishers. Mm-hmm. But why not begin your workout with finishers? Mm-hmm. You know, try that out. Watch what happens. Oh, you that's know, kind
2: of like with the pre-exhaust idea. It
0: is, and, and you don't even have to do a superset. Like you didn't do a superset. You just did some sets of flies. Yes. And then went to the bench press. Yes. Right. So, like, if I'm doing my back, I could do you know straight arm pull pull up, pull down or pull over, um, and then go to my pull ups or my. Well,
2: dude, I mean that's exactly what I did. I did that also. Did you? And had the yeah. most amazing back pump. You yeah. Know? See, hmm. and even
1: doing doing like one rep max like if you think about when you when you hit your second set, when you're doing your normal workout, a lot of times I feel stronger going into my second oh, set, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, So, I mean, why wouldn't you, especially if you're going for a one rep max, why wouldn't you want to feel your strongest by, you know, lightly going through that movement but, like, saving just enough of that energy to really expend it all, yeah. you know, because that's what you need to do. And plus it is, it's important to, you know, occasionally test yourself like that, Right. Uh, especially with athletics, so that I think I think that applies more to athletics. Unless you're on a very very specific goal to even do one rep max, um, that's not really something that needs to be there. Like, yeah, very often. So. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, All you, right, you, you, go ahead. You know, I, was, I was just going to r- recap on that because I, you you said what's important is this is that you know everyone's kind of different in this. And, uh, you know, Justin and I were squatting the other day and I was explaining, And he was like, Dan, dude, you go really low when you squat. I'm like, yeah, I have very strong glutes, but my quads are weaker, you know, and and I have a tendency when we go, when I get to really heavy weight, I get out of the hole just fine. But then I'll have a tendency to start to go forward when it gets really hard because Mm. my quads have Uh a hard time finishing me all the way out. So uh, for me, like, you know, my, my glutes, if I want a really, really good glute workout from those squatting, I need to kind of pre-exhaust them a little bit or get them really pumped up before I go do it. And then. Vice versa, if I'm trying to get a great quad workout or a pump from that, then I'll go pre exhaust or I'll warm them up really good and then they'll be massively pumped and I won't be able to do as much weight. You so.
0: know, speaking of quads, not to go too off topic, we've talked about sissy squats, but have you ever done a sissy squat variation on the leg press or yeah. the hack squat? Yeah, that's how
2: that's actually how I do it. I don't do it the way you teach the, the way you teach it, it just for feel, standing. Yeah, I feel yeah. just weird like a weirdo doing it like that. It just looks I don't have my own gym like you do. You yeah. <laughs> <just, in> gold <laughs> just, you look pretty funny. Doing I do it. it at gold. Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you really? Uh-huh. Yeah, you probably look like an in year old wife beater too. Oh yeah Oh, I wish I could. Bro, I, if if you, I could, If someone could catch that on video when you guys see Sal, oh,
0: please. His wife dude, Peter dude, doing dude, sissy. Sal
1: will own that one hundred percent, though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, you
0: can't give a shit about that every selfie I post is with my uh, wife Peter. Come on, I, I will that do that doing the sissy squats just is funny to me. Oh, I, I love think because yeah.
2: <laughs> but I do do the variation um, on there. I do, I do that, or you know, or or even you know, old school methods of you know, sticking twenty-five pound plates behind my on my heels and then squatting like that too to to, to drive off my quads. Oh, hits the quads. See, I
1: much uh, just drag a ton of weight backwards and, and get a crazy pump on my quads that way that that that's if you have a sled if you you have have a sled sled, yeah (laughs) because it's so like accessible for
2: everybody yeah for you you could do that i would love to do that because i love i dude you should god bro i don't know about you my glutes were fucking sore shit from our workout yeah yeah you got them good oh they got you know what and they got them deep and inside and just different from you know than where i normally that must have been
1: from my spotting
0: (laughs) (laughs) justin got deep inside your glutes all All right right, next question i think we have what, what are we looking on time here douglas 24. Let's do it. Uh, this is from uh, McHandler Jones Returns. Uh, so the question is regarding the... Uh, he, he listened to our If It Fits Your Macros episode, which is a, an older episode. And that one kind of stirred up a bunch of controversy. And he basically is asking if you're hitting your fiber goals then it's pretty much impossible to eat junk food so that's why
2: it's not true so why mm. are we hating on
0: if, if it's macros <clears throat> we're not hating dude why i, I know i know we should we should clarify because we're not we're not hating on no, that and
2: I, and I think i and i think if the you know someone asked me the other day if i if that's how i kind of i mean do i have a cheeseburger every once in a while absolutely you know do i do th- things that are not you know i on the straight and narrow yeah you know so and then someone would be like oh so do you do fit you for your macros i'm like no not really i just but yeah i guess i kind of do if you think of it like that but here's here's a couple things to take into consideration okay so first of all the fiber thing okay the rda for uh, a male is is roughly you know 40 30 35 to 40 uh 40 grams of fiber so that's your your typical which you can get that in some uh you know a, a bowl of fruit or you can take that like Doug was saying, yeah, like metamucil. Yeah, you can take right? it from and a supplement. A supplement. You could take a supplement of that and and hit that target, and you know you could still eat shit food. So uh, now, if you're getting it purely from that, no, that still doesn't mean
1: you can't. I mean, that's not. Yeah, that it's, mean, a, it's a mentality. So I mean, really, what we're attacking is, well, if I can if I can fit shitty food into my uh, my daily routine and not really consider the health ramifications, but my physique looks awesome with it. Um, you know that's that's the mentality we're attacking. Yes, yes. Well, We're not attacking people that like strive to be healthy, but then occasionally, you know, eat
0: exactly. you know some,
1: some kind of pop tart or some donut or some shit because they're like, you know, what, I need a break for for this. Very meal. well said. Yeah, yeah because very it, well said.
0: Because it's almost like the the mentality with some, not all, because there's those that are that, that understand it, but some people with this mentality is all that matters are the macros. That's that's what that's what the mentality is yes. becoming like all it matters is my proteins, fats and carbs. No, it, that's not all that matters, especially I don't, even if you're just talking about athletic performance. And sure, there's a lot of athletes that get away with it and they look super ripped. But I want to see them eat shitty and hit their macros. And I want to see what they look and feel like 20 years from now. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? See what kind of problems they have or health problems or and, digestive issues or whatever.
2: And I know it's anecdotal, but I don't give a shit, man. I've ran I've ran a, sh- a show where I've allowed bars uh, a significant amount of bars in my diet and, you know, Coke zeros and, and shit like that all the way Yeah, because to- it's
1: all labeled. Everything's very straightforward. And I've, I've allowed
2: you know, that. All and there. the way I look is not the same as when I go all natural whole foods. And something you need to take into consideration, if you're doing, if it fits your macros and you're following something like a bunch of fucking bars and a bunch of things that are packaged and labeled like that, FDA allows labels to be up to 20% off. Okay, so you gotta take that in consideration. And you think when you go to In N Out Burger and you read on there, it says, It's, you know, 430 calories for the cheeseburger. So you think that every in and out person in all across the entire fucking United States measures the amount of tablespoons of mayonnaise and how big the slice of cheese is and the portion size of the the actual amount. No, it's all... And that's the reason why the FDA allows it to have 20% off is because they can't possibly do that. No one's going to possibly do that. So if you're truly dialed in, like I am... When I'm ready for a show, I'm getting dialed in. I know... When I'm consuming, I'm, I'm doing things that I, I can count on. When I take a cup of rice, I can guarantee in that cup of rice how many grams of carbohydrates in that. When I take in, you know, when I weigh eight ounces of a chicken breast, I know exactly how much protein is that. When you go have a cheeseburger from someplace, even if the macros supposedly line up on the label, it is not necessarily exactly the same. Sorry, not to mention when you do a lot of these label foods that are wrapped in plastic, you got a bunch of artificial preservatives sh- and preservatives, and artificial flavoring and shit that's inside well, of we it.
0: Na- we now have science that shows that your your gut flora affects how much fat you gain, how much muscle you have. And that's there's lots of things you can eat with no calories that affect gut flora. Artificial sweeteners are one of them. There's uh, xenoestrogens, which are found as chemicals in certain foods uh, and in plastics that you might even handle. So... You know, I think as fitness professionals, it's important that we tell people the whole truth, not just part of it. We don't just say to them, you know, just worry about your macros and that's the most important thing. We say, listen, yes, macros are very important. However, it's also important to look at these other things. However, we're going to start you here because you're a beginner. But as you progress, you know, we want to move you away from those processed foods. And as a fitness professional, I'm going to promote that. I'm going to talk about that. Exactly. I'm not going to say eat whatever you want so long as it fits your macros because that's false.
2: It's the, re- false. it's the reason why none of us are sponsored by fucking bars and shakes, because yeah. Damn. it's just at the end of the day, it's that does it mean none of us have had a protein bar or a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Does it mean we never had a donut before? or We don't do that. Absolutely. All of us do that stuff. But it is not something that we put in our diet regularly. And it's not something I would uh, just justify and say, OK, because I'm following it fits for your macros and because it falls in line with it. Sorry. I'm always striving to eat as clean as possible. Does it mean that sometimes I'm going to go grab an In-N-Out Burger? Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and when I go do it, am I going to be conscious? So yes, I'll give you an example. When I go to In-N-Out Burger, I choose to have two double-doubles instead of having one double-double in French fries because the shit that's in the French fries is so much higher on carbohydrates and fat. I can actually enjoy another cheeseburger and it be lower in calories and lower in carbohydrates. And and so in a sense, I'm playing with foot trying to fit into my macros and not go overboard or at the same time too i'm eating something that isn't ideal for my body but you know does it mean that's how i eat every day no it's not in my diet on a regular basis
0: perfect uh we good? nailed it is it how are we doing on time douglas we're at 30 minutes Thirty minutes. All right, we're going to end there. Thanks for answering, uh, asking those questions, guys. Uh, go to Mind Pump um, on Instagram and ask more questions, and we'll be sure to answer them for you. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time,
2: this is Mind Pump.